might enjoy this. What's up, Bible Buds? Oh, we're recording. What is <laughs> up? Happening. Dude, we should have been recording this whole time. So much <laughs> <laughs> listeners. You've missed. It's one of those episodes. Yeah. You've missed so much. Quite You've a missed bit. a lot. And this been a this episode adventure. probably won't be as good as what has happened before My we started goodness, recording. My goodness, what a evening so far. Also, nobody can hear what we're hearing right now, which is also <laughs> which is good. a very interesting experience of... Uh, just a really gnarly effect on the vocal playback. Some kind of right digital now. issue, and we sound like we sound like robot alien angels. Like I would, I'd say a mix between those three. Okay, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we are also incredibly blasted for this one because <laughs> we're at Andy's house and Andy's got a volcano. So volcano man, Ooh. bong rips from a vaporizer. That's what that's yep. what you're doing there, but uh, yep. we're back in action. We're also, you know, trying out your home studio here for the recording. Yeah, which I think is going to be beneficial. It's kind of nice. Well, it may be if we can figure out the mic situation. Because <laughs> if we can't, uh, yeah, this is ridiculous. You sound insane. You sound. <laughs> Are you going to be able to? You go sound past insane. It? Uh, I like also that you just keep telling me that <laughs> I sound insane, but I sound exactly Your effect insane. is it's the same, if not worse. <laughs> I'm already used to me sounding weird to me, and to have you sound weird to me all of a sudden is a trip. And being blasted just adds Who's to it. Who's blasted? No one's blasted. <laughs> blasted on that blood of Christ. No, I'm blasted. I don't, I don't even know how long it took me to set up this uh, recording situation, but it was quite some time. Not as long as it took you to do whatever you need to do in between getting everything set up. You know what? Up. Sometimes you're, as an adult, you... Uh, Things will happen to you, and, and one of those things is sometimes you will eat something, perhaps a dairy product, <laughs> <laughs> and about 30 minutes later, your body will say, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> this will not stand. <laughs> We're not going to be having that. You're not going to be keeping that around for long. Yeah, uh, and it will just clear a path <laughs> to get on out. So yeah, that was happening. I was like, the odds of me making it even 30 minutes into this episode without taking care of this, there's just no way. Uh, how was your week, Daniel? Um, fuck, man, it was kind of a blur, to be honest with you. It was just a busy week. I'm still trying to, I'm trying to figure out this balance thing about everything. I like to stay productive. Sure. I feel like maybe you're on, on that as well. Maybe like being productive is, is good maybe for your mental. My sense of self-worth seems to be tied to it, whether that's (coughs) positive or negative yeah and it definitely it burns me out but also when i'm not doing a bunch of things i feel like i'm being worthless like you said like just tying sure. self-worth to it and yeah i feel I good the when difference i'm between being productive the difference between you and me is i feel shitty either way if i'm productive or unproductive except uh at least if i'm productive I have a different story to tell myself of like, well, you're doing all these things. Uh-huh. The problem is when I'm unproductive, the, I, the only benefit is that like I just I just lean in hard to not doing anything. I'm just like this is who I am today. I'm not like today. I didn't did very little. But I think that's I made important. Us dinner, and that's about it. I think it's important to have those days though where you just burn a day. Sure, because what's a day even really? I mean, 
who cares? Like, it's just one day. Like, wh- yeah, I don't know why there's so much importance on, uh, like, why why does every day have to be, like, I there's a there's a kind of a notable like Reddit rant that someone went on to called No Zero Days, which I think is kind of a cool idea. He's talking roots, speaking more like to like severely depressed people, how to pull, help pull yourself out. And he's saying no zero days in the sense of like, if you like today would not be a zero day for me because I went to the grocery store and I made a delicious dinner and I'm doing this thing with you. Yeah. So it's not even though I like pretty much worked from bed most of the day, took a very long nap midday, you know, what some some would in America would call uh, real lazy fuck today. But yeah. But I did something. I did something. But yeah, I did. I burned a day. I burned a day, and it's okay. It's good to do it. <coughs> I think it's solid to do. And um, I don't know. Sometimes you can be doing maybe too much, where where you gotta like check in and have some of that self care awareness of sure. like. It's like, hey, you don't have to go do every single thing this week. It's okay to like bail out on something. You don't have to feel yeah incredibly guilty about it you know yeah and it's just good to it's just good to slow down a little bit i mean you think about the lives that we used to live and yeah i mean you might like you and i are are the (laughs) prior beings (laughs) a little bit of both (laughs) but yeah just like your what your day-to-day what what you were focused on it was very limited scope of like make sure make sure the kid doesn't die and uh try to find some food to eat right that's all we're doing today and tomorrow and this whole month. And now it's like every day is like, well, fuck, I should be thinking about, like, I have all these bills I need to be considering. How am I getting money for those bills? Well, I have all these avenues that I could pursue. Yeah. Uh, and then, I'm um, yeah, I'm unhappy with one of those avenues that I use to make money. So I'm trying to find another one. So that's weighing on me. Didn't do anything for that today. Blah, 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 and it just fucking goes on and on and on. It's a lot of worry. exhausting. It's exhausting. It's like an entire worry list. Yeah, and then you just get text messages from random people being like, trying to be your friend, being like, let's get dinner tonight. And you're like, what? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're going to hit me up now? No, but it is crazy to just get... I do that to people... I feel like you and I do that to each other a lot. Uh, Like, where... Because technology exists, like, I can just be like... Like, you'll just be like, yo, I'm in your hood. Yeah, just see if you're around. Yeah, and if I'm around, I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, come over. But, like, yeah, just... I guess people would just Kramer each other you just show up at people's doors show up at the door and be like what's up we're just in the neighborhood which Uh, is kind of fun yeah do you do you know who the comedian sebastian maniscalco is no he's he's a killer but um he has a whole bit about that about when you were at your house and the doorbell rang it was like a big surprise of like oh my god who's at the door you know somebody's here to see us right and now if your doorbell rings you're like yo what the like who the yeah. fuck is here? Who's coming to my I will door? Murder that Mormon! <laughs> murder that Mormon! <laughs> They're back again, <laughs> dude. I speaking of more, I had my doorbell doesn't work, so okay. I don't get to experience that. Um, yeah, movement from joy to anger to surprise or whatever it was that you just detailed. But yeah. uh, I did have Mormons come to my house like this summer. It's like young kids, which I was like. I guess Portland is a good place to send Mormons on their, like, missionary. You know what the deal is with Mormons? You, like, graduate high school and you yeah. go on a, like, two-year mission. My buddy Seth went. He went to Argentina for a couple years. Dope. Um, Dope. Had a really cool experience. Yeah, kind of whack if you get sent to Portland, Oregon. It's like, what? Like, it's just going to be a bunch of people being like, no. Oh, yeah, like you guys? No. 
I saw Book of Mormon. I'm good. Like, where like Portland's like number one on least God city or whatever, least religious. Pretty not city. religious. Yeah. Like I felt a little self conscious <coughs> today. I was reading the Bible in public, <coughs> preparing for this. Yeah. Hang. And. uh yeah, it's just like there's red letters and shit, and I could just feel a couple people looking at me like, what's this guy doing? What's he up? It's almost weird. It's just like, yeah, I can't be trusted now. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting bit. thing here. Because it would just be like, why do you look normal, but clearly... <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why are you a 30-year-old man reading the Bible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just feels... Yeah, they're just like, well, I don't understand what is happening. It's, it's uh... I don't to know. do it in public is just quite a statement, too. And it it's is, funny because, because you know how you've looked at other people doing it. For sure. <laughs> and it's just fun. I didn't even It didn't even cross my mind today until it was happening. And then I was just like, yeah, I look. I'm I'm reading the Bible and taking notes. So I'm like reading the Bible and journaling, essentially. Right. That's what it looks like to the world. In my mind, you're doing I'm a Bible like I'm you're a, doing a Bible study. Yeah, that's what we're but doing. I know, I know that, but like it looks like a devotional, mm-hmm. and it's not exactly a devotional because every other line I'm reading something and I'm fucking laughing and writing down some shitty joke. So it's not, but to them it's like this dude is doing a devotional in public at a bar, right? Drinking a beer. Yeah. What in Portland? What the fuck? So funny. So I kind of want to experiment with it and do it like a little bit more and just kind of see what kind of wild reactions I can get from. If any conversations come up and whatnot, I would love for someone to yeah just be like, "What? I'm sorry, I just gotta know. Are you reading the Bible right now? Is that the NIV version? I think my nightmare would be someone feeling some kind of like kinship and just being like, "Wow, like I'm really humbled by how willing you are to showcase your faith in public in a city like Portland." And I'm just like, "Oh no, I'm not (laughs) fucking." (laughs) <laughs> just You've crushing misunderstood. them. I would try my best to just be cool about it and be gracious, but I feel like I would end up like just I, my reaction w- would be to just like unconsciously like laugh and be like, "No, I'm, I'm not that." Yeah, and then I would feel bad. I would feel bad because they're trying to be nice and they yeah. But I, that's my nightmare. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. But also, the truth answer in that, like, if you did come across something like that, I still think is somewhat genuine and like sure you we know, might have a cool we're conversation. Gonna have a lot of fuckery in here and like a lot of bullshit within this this podcast but like the intention was to you know explore the thing right and not we're giving it an honest destroy effort destroy it necessarily we're giving it an yeah. honest effort there's um, a there's more uh interesting like you know uh i think genuine chat about what's happening than there is just like <laughs> Fucking Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> you wild guy. Oh, Peter fucked up again, man. <laughs> no, I do love that stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love I love when Peter fucks up and Jesus is just like, again with this? Yeah. Oh, um, man. I, I also, this week, though, I realized I got vertigo like a couple days after the plane ride, after you picked me up. Vertigo. Yeah. Ever happened to you before? Never experienced this before. I've had altitude sickness before, but I've never That's had this. That's not great. Dude, that that sucked. Folks, if you that was go shitty to shake. anywhere above 7,500 feet, even really a mile, you just got to be drinking a lot of water. Yeah. It, that it's shit really bad. fucked me up. It's really like, bad. Even, I don't know, four or five days after I, I had gotten back from Denver that first time, I was I was a mess. But I woke up on Tuesday morning, 
to go to work and I like wake up, get out of bed and stumble directly into the wall. Like I'm dizzy. Very <laughs> dizzy, dude. What? Like, I get up and just like stumble into the wall. Like I'm Oh my god. And I was just like, whoa, this is weird. And then it didn't go. Were away. you holding a cross that you made in <laughs> vacation Bible yeah, it school? Yeah, was, it was that that one I made as an eight year old that I shanked myself in the oh throat. Oh my god! With, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure. Like, Jesus yeah, behind this one again. Yeah, he was there again. But uh, yeah, and it took me like a couple minutes to like regain my footing, and then I still went to work, but was feeling kind of like just woozy. fuzzy and weird. And every time I would get up quickly, I would get lightheaded and kind of dizzy again what do you think was behind that i don't know man i went to the i fucking wasted time at urgent care (laughs) yeah because i don't know it felt weird and i was just like oh what if it's like a thing go check this out yeah what if they're like you did what also i'm fucked on anxiety like medical anxiety i i'm always just like you have tripping the fuck you have it it. yeah it's the jewish part of me i think sure there's a little bit of Judaism in there, and it's full of anxiety. Yes. And so I'm sit like, I go, and the first thing they do, oh, we're going to hook you up to this uh, to the EKG. I'm like, oh, we're going straight to that shit. Okay. All right. So we do yeah, that. That's worrisome. We do that, and then I sit and wait for the doctor, get the vitals read, and the nurse is like, is your blood pressure always low? And I'm just like, Whoa. What? <laughs> excuse me <laughs> no everybody always says that things are things are That's, fine you know oh man that nurse is crushing it yeah and wow. then is it, is it always this i low? finally get to sit down with the doctor and she's she's just like talking to me saying all these things and then a few minutes in she's she says oh i should probably tell you that your ekg came back and it's perfectly fine I'm like we could have led with that that would have eliminated a lot of things right. for me right, right away. We're still talking about the low blood pressure. Like, I just <laughs> needed to know. I'm yeah, walking out of here, even, right? She never even mentioned that. She's just like, so. Because you do the nurse. Good. That's all they do. I mean, they're just taking the blood pressure. Maybe that's like her, that nurse that day. That's the going thing she's doing. Yeah, right. And she's just trying to help. Yeah. She says, I think you have vertigo. And it's probably from the. She said it's sometimes it happens from the airplane, you know, and. And I was just like, well, this is weird. It's 36 hours later. Weird. But, and then it went, uh, it was gone like the next day and it was fine. But it was, it was just fucking, it was just Dude, weird, man. I got that dizzy. I can't believe you went to work. See, this is what I'm talking about. I got to go open the store. You know, then nobody, yeah. I, I live five minutes from the store. So sure. I went to work for f- maybe a few hours. Right. And then went home early. Right. But it wasn't that big of a deal. But the fucking, I don't know, man. I know nobody likes the hospital, but I've always had a weird thing with hospitals since I was a little kid. And they just really fucking bum me out. And I feel like they're just this fucking, I don't know. They're man, very stale. Ball they're of future. Sad. And you just see a lot of old people, a lot of old people that are like struggling heavy. Yeah. And you're just like, this is what it gets to be like if you stay in the game. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I mean it's, that's heavy. But for sure. Yeah. See what you see. Fucking hospital. Anyway, your week. Anything? You know. Um. No, I mean nothing super notable. You know. Just, yeah. uh yeah, trying to reconfigure Anything some... Anything we can pray for you for this Yeah, week? I'm trying to reconfigure some things in my life. 
and uh, I'm having a little bit of a couple problems doing it, but it'll come together. It's a real motherfucker doing the reconfiguration. Yeah, it'll come together. Um, yeah, man. I just uh, I had a pretty chill, pretty good week. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do this thing then? I think we should. Um, but I do want to thank Jesus for that good week. It was, you know, that's rare. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Or I I'm would say, I would like to thank the Christ, actually. I don't think Jesus had a goddamn thing to do with this. I mean, we could start praying to some saints if you want to get real Catholic with it. Nope. I figure maybe we dive into that. <laughs> nope. But I will have one of those communion wafers if you have one for me. Oh, we're getting those. <laughs> cool. For next episode. Without a doubt. We will be getting those. And if you know where to get them, you send us an email at yeah, BibleBudsPDX at gmail.com. You go ahead and you do that. We need your feedback. We need your participation. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so we're, we're approaching the end of Matthew's uh, Matthew's tale yes. of Jesus the Christ. Um, Old Matty the tax man. And just a little summary of kind of what's happened so far. Or in case anyone has missed the first few episodes, basically, um, oh wow, well, I, I got it. I thought I was where I needed to be. I got to do a lot of scrolling to see my bullet points. Jesus fed a lot of people. That's one of the things that has okay. happened. Yes, yeah. So basically, yeah, Jesus he gets born miraculously. He ascends or whatever, heals people, he feeds people, teaches people some stuff. He walks on water. Walks on water, he calls the Pharisees on their bullshit. He makes sure his disciples know that they're kind of dumb, like, <laughs> often. Yeah, he reminds them of that pretty, yeah. pretty frequently. And now, yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of know what part of the story we're about to uh, get into. It's the it's the end part, and I think most people know this part of the story. But that's what we're getting. I mean, we're getting into the right before things get heavy. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, where are you at? <laughs> where are you Dude, at? Dude, that'd be so sick, though, if this podcast so was somebody's like, like, he got what? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking surprise What's ending. A, what is a cross to Matthew? Yeah. is <laughs> like, what? He dies? <laughs> yeah. Like that? Oh, man. Oh, if that's you, I hope we didn't just ruin it for you. Yeah, so, I mean, Jesus is still just, like, talking. He's just doing some talking. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit more real. I think he's starting to call the Pharisees out a little bit harder. They're starting to get increasingly more pissed. And this is a this is a, a point in that story uh, where basically the uh, the Pharisees come to Jesus and they try to catch him in this trap regarding divorce. Yeah, that's right? where we're at. Chapter that's nineteen. Where we're at. Chapter nineteen. Picking it up. And the trap is essentially they're being like. Um, so, like, what's your stance on divorce? Can you just divorce someone for, like, any reason or what? I did a little bit of research on this because I was just curious about this particular section. And basically, at the, at the time, there were, like, two schools, two Jewish schools of thought around divorce. One of them was, like, very traditional and was basically just, like, yeah, I mean, the Bible says you can only divorce for, uh, you know, some kind of sexual transgression. What's the actual word I'm looking for? I'm too stoned. Unfaithfulness yeah. is mentioned. Sexual. Uh, Except for marital unfaithfulness. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> so marital unfaithfulness. Um, so that was like the only reason. And then the other one was because the, the translation in the Old Testament was um, 
technically like unclean, like uncleanliness. You can divorce for uncleanliness, which was mostly interpreted to mean like marital, like sexual yeah. unfaithfulness, whatever. Um, but then there was this other school of thought that was just like, no, nah, it just means anything I want because I n- unclean is whatever I decide it is. I mean, so that was a thing. Yeah. That was a thing back then of like there was like this old school Jewish thing of like, and yeah, th- the crowd was kind of torn b- between that. And the Pharisees were trying to test Jesus, knowing that, like, he's kind of fucked no matter what he says. Because if he goes against the old traditional one, they're going to, like, call him out and be like, oh, you you don't even know, like, the Old Testament? Like, you claim to be some great teacher or whatever? And if they claim the new one, they're going to be like, clearly not a man of God. He says you can leave a wife for whatever reason you want. Right. Yeah, I kind of had that noted, too, of, of just that I didn't put down what exact verse it is but it's i tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman woman commits adultery and it's just like yeah like but that all depends upon what you define unfaithfulness sure as you know and then also there is the section that had that moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard yeah um but i read that two ways i mean i think that like there's the way of like yeah your hearts are hard like meaning towards each other or like there's also the way of just like because it's human nature like everybody's hearts are just fucking hard nobody is like really ready for this level of like commitment i don't know there's a lot here it's it, there's i just like feel like so that's the shit. like extreme religious context but i will man going through this there's a part of the reason that this interested me this little section is like it is i mean it's a product of its time right and it's a product of this jewish culture where like women really just like did not matter so this whole thing is is addressed to men being like you can divorce your wife if she whatever like the woman can't do fucking anything she's literally just like property and the man can still especially when it comes to marital unfaithfulness the men were just doing whatever the fuck they wanted it's some crazy it's weird it's just crazy to me that like um i don't know that any women would have been on board i guess they what can you do if that's just like the, your deeply steeped reality that sucks man it well, really sucks yeah. it's wild though that that still exists and within some religions too or just the and fucked cultures up and whatever yeah, yeah i mean but this is a level of like, yeah. I mean, like I guess it does still exist. Yeah, polygamy, dude. That's still going on in places, right. you know, in this country. Yeah. So, and also wild. just this whole part about you know, um, the creator made the male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father. Blah blah blah. Kind of like describing marriage, but because it's so focused on like male and female, and the context here is like really just like divorce or whatever. But that's something that, like, I grew up with, like, being... That's one of the verses that people will use to be, like, well, God meant for marriage to be, like, read Matthew verse 19 or chapter 19 verse whatever. And it's, like, yeah, I mean, sort... I just like, you can't really say. Well, it's, like, yeah, dude, if they did an updated version of the Bible now, that probably wouldn't be written out that way. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. So I'm just, like, it's such a weak argument because... Uh, and I guess there's another verse that says something about a man laying with another man. But again, the cultural context is so fucking different. The Bible just like doesn't say explicitly like "do not be gay." Yeah, so it wasn't a th- yeah. It just was whatever. Um, 
Um, I thought it was interesting too, like the section that talks about not getting married for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, the eunuchs section. Yeah. So yeah, some people choose that, like a priest maybe. But like, what if it's not just a priest and like the people that say, "Hey, I don't think that I'm really meant for a marriage," because I think a lot of people feel like they. Yeah, but in today's day and age, that's more common because like it's very accepted and easy to just like have sex, and that's it's right. if that's something you still want. Obviously, some people are like asexual and like maybe they don't want marriage as part of that package. But like, I feel like I know people who are like, yeah, I might not ever get married, but like they're still gonna bounce in and out of like relationships with people. And back then, like if you were a Jewish guy and you weren't married by twenty you it was like you were a disgrace to god yeah and i guess that's the other thing we're operating under is like the age of 40 was old old (laughs) at this time you know the life life expectancy expectancy was like 32 yeah (laughs) jesus was crushing it he made it one year past um and then there's also the therefore what god has joined together let man not separate right it's like but what if this marriage wasn't joined together by god also, like, isn't wouldn't everything be joined together by God? Like, this lamp in the corner right now that I'm looking at was joined together by the uh, by God, and th- and I'm not I'm not allowed to take it apart. I have to if I want to move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just but I'm being kind of serious. I know I'm being a little facetious, but I'm being kind of serious of like every everything is created by god right so everything is held together by god yeah god is the glue of like reality and it's just kind of like why yeah i get that like a marriage is this other like special ordainment but we all have it's weird that there wouldn't be space for like relationships are kind of fluid and they're gonna change like that seems like common wisdom today of like obviously things are gonna change people change and you know uh, yeah, people that I was super close with in college, um, like just friendships or whatever, you know, that I've like kind of moved on from. And yeah, I have, you know, my own past romantic relationships as well. Ones that I thought were like, yeah, at one point were maybe going to pan out into something different and then they didn't. And right. Yeah, it's just we, but I don't, yeah, I don't feel like it's not like I ever go back to like my high school girlfriend and like think like, we should have just gotten married at 18. Like, <laughs> I'm so different now, you know? Like, yeah. It's just weird that, I don't know, it's just interesting to me, um, yeah, that there's no space held for for that. That it's just this expecta- this very rigid expectation of, like, yeah, you, we just live in such a different culture. We right. We live in such a different culture than then, even than we did 30 years ago. Like, the institution of marriage was so much, so sacred and holy, even in, like, the 1950s, 1960s, you know? And, like, it's it's changed a lot in the last couple of decades where people are like, yo, maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. Get married young and you grow apart from each other. Like, just have another, yeah, start a new yeah. life. Yeah, I think, I don't know, just looking at it from that standpoint, too, it's just like, yeah, maybe you're, like, God or your truth didn't really bring, like, doesn't exist within this marriage, you know? Right. Like, from in, like, a more, like, modern era. Because there's still plenty of people who are either religious or their families are very religious. And, like, divorce is a very taboo thing that you still 
don't do and if you do it's like yeah, it's shameful. the talk of your family for sure. the next three years it's like i mean she got a divorce dude i think about like my yeah i think about like my mom's side of the family like all my cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff no divorces which is pretty wild there's quite a few people yeah so statistically there should be a you know whatever yeah just i don't know i mean you shouldn't just uh, abandon something, I don't think. But when you realize that, like, the truth doesn't exist in that thing anymore and you've, like, maybe done the work in some way to, like, sure to reassure yourself that it doesn't, like, maybe yeah. that's the time to fucking, like, call it good. And Yeah, but I guess this is part of the part of the thing, right? Part of the reason that, like, we need, as human beings, like, some kind of, like, morality guide is because if you just give us the whole, the whole enchilada to start, and you're raised thinking like, oh yeah, it's cool to just like treat people however, and like nothing is sacred, right? Then you don't know how to properly break that rule, and you can't do the good thing of like, no, I can go to sleep at night knowing like I gave that relationship every honest effort to be a real thing, and it just it wasn't gonna work. Whereas like, yeah, if your whole life you've never known any of that as sacred then because like, and I'm, I don't mean like on an individual level, I mean like society like doesn't hold any of that to be sacred. Then everybody like, yeah, human nature, I feel like is everybody's just going to be kind of like getting pretty wild on each other. Yeah. Cause then there's maybe not a whole lot of reasons to ever dip into like the unconditional love of something too, where she right. gets really fucked up. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. That's like maybe yeah. where the unconditional. I'm just curious what all this shit is born out of, because it's I don't I don't believe that it's born. I'm thinking more of like an evolutionary, like sociological, like evolutionary perspective. Obviously, there's some biology at play here in terms of mating and reproducing, but this concept of marriage of like a life partner, which is held true now for a long time. Like, what was that? born out of obviously it was viewed and is still viewed as like very sacred um even by non-religious people like i mean i think a lot of people are like marriage they're yeah that's in our generation in, in particular they're like yeah whatever i mean if it happens it happens i'm not like yeah it's not this great and yeah if i need to end it i need to end it. it's just like kind of to me marriage for our generation is very much just like a what's well, like the ultimate form of partnership but it's not like a yeah it's not a permanent thing well, it's just more common that I yeah, mean, just divorces are more all common the yeah. than shit panning out. Yeah, so there's just this different. Well, yeah. it's I mean, and as you get older, you know, get sure. into your thirties. Sure. I know you're almost there, and but I'm, I'm in my mids. Like you just kind of, when you start dating people at this age, you expect like, oh, like yeah, this person can very well have been divorced. You know, you sure it becomes like a common sure thing but even then i mean i do think and i'm just interested in like what what drives people to want a life partner you know like it's obviously it's part of our cultural zeitgeist so it's like a thing a little bit of a thing for everybody even if you're bucking up against it you're bucking up against it because it's a thing that you can buck up against yeah but it's just weird that it's a pillar in our society uh and has been for so long and yeah, I just am curious, like, because if you think about it, I mean, you don't, 
yeah it's it's very intangible the benefits of a lifelong partnership and i personally like i buy into it i'd like yeah more would like that for myself so it's not like i'm super anti-marriage or anything but i'm just curious like where and i also just think it's interesting that in my like very stoned wonder right now of the existence of this thing (laughs) and just being like whoa man that's so wild but it is interesting that like it was viewed and has been viewed across many cultures not just christianity and like judaism but like yeah this very sacred thing ordained by god right you know yeah i don't know is it if it's like a a desire to be known on a different level by like another human being well i do think in terms of like part of being known right is like it's gonna force you if you're doing it right it's gonna force you to do some of this like shadow work because the closer you get to someone, I don't know, a lot of times, like, the more your own bullshit starts to snap into focus. And the sacrifice of the self. Sacrifice of the self. Yeah, it's just, like, to do it right, to really um, be with someone on that level, yeah, it requires something of you. For sure. I guess you just got to find that person that yeah, that, pulls that, that makes out. you want to, <laughs> to, like, fulfill those requirements. Sure. Some way, I guess. But yeah, yeah it is if a you're out there, thing. it's uh, Bible Buds PDX <laughs> 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 Gmail. Um, it is wild though that like we're so that we gravitate towards something like that because it's like the most complex of right. relationships. Right. Like it almost makes more sense that you would just be like, oh yeah, you just roll with things for however long, and there's no shame if it doesn't work out. And, yeah, it's not a big deal. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, a little more fluid. Um, There's just something to the loyalty of it, though, too. Yeah. You know? And just, like, within, like, friendships that exist for, like, long term. Yeah, loyalty is an interesting interesting concept in and of itself as well. But I think that almost goes, goes like, along with, uh, like, not always following tradition with the loyalty thing. It's, like, sometimes you got to break the loyalty if it's not true so i think something that's really hard for um like for everybody really is just like your family like your blood family and almost every culture places this like supreme importance on your blood family but like lots of people have members of their blood family where like yeah there's no reason to be loyal to that person yeah that person hurt you that person has hurt your a lot of your family, whatever. Like, there's just like not good shit between these people, and so even though you're blood related, it's like it doesn't matter. You're not getting anything. You're just hurting each other by being around each other. The line's been crossed, but people still will hold on forever onto that because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? She's my sister, you know. And it's like, uh, I mean, I get that, and like, it's great to be loyal, uh, and it's yeah. But it, yeah, it's it, weird. It's a hard. That's a hard line with family to yeah. know when to be like, I'm calling it. I'm calling it on this. And like my sister, I'm just gonna like, yeah, she can fuck off for a while. That's like when John fucking sends them away. Like when when he yells, who is it that he yells at? Like while he's doing that, like they come to give to be baptized and yeah, he's and, yelling at like Pharisees. Yeah, and, shit. and John's like, no, fuck off. Yeah, you leave here. <laughs> yeah, just not. You're not. Y'all are not welcome. Until you're ready to be. Right. You know? Which I think 
we will get to. There's a really good. We might. (laughs) (laughs) We might. (laughs) Yeah, we might. Um, So I do have a, I do have a parallel saying. For chapter nineteen, sweet. Uh, And that is. Verse 21 through 30-ish, somewhere in there. No. <laughs> yeah. Some, I don't know, let me find it. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be... Dude, this Bible, the text is just, like, so small. And when you're this stone trying to find <laughs> trying to find stuff... No accountability. Always blaming it on the weed. Yeah, so I, sp- I think it's really just first, verse 21. Uh, Jesus says... Sorry, y'all. Now I got to scroll through this. This is when we're okay. into the to the rich young man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the story is that this like rich young man, uh, is trying to figure out like how to be a better, I guess, follower of Christ, and it's like, what do I do next? Like, I, f- what does it list that that this young man has done? Well, Jesus is basically like, yo, follow the Ten Commandments, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm, I'm cool. I'm doing it, bud. I'm cool. I'm not cheating on anyone. I'm not murdering people. I don't steal anything. So, like, I'm good, right? And then Jesus is like, cool. Well, now that you've mastered that, he says, uh, if you wish to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And the Buddha said, the avaricious do not go to heaven. The foolish do not extol charity. The wise one, however, rejoicing in charity, becomes thereby happy in the beyond. So kind of a similar similar thought of just like inheriting that eternal life. Yeah, but but it's so tied to like material just like if you're super focused on material stuff, like you're going to miss the the kingdom of heaven all around you in the present in your present life right now. Yeah, it's verse 23 where he says the uh it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cuz when I don't know, when you're financially locked in and you have that shit taken care of i don't know i think it's pretty easy to like lose sight for sure well and like buddhist monks take this to a whole extreme where they you know like they they strip everything away not just money and possessions but like any creature comfort of like you don't get hot showers like your bed is a fucking concrete slab you eat gruel and like you're not allowed to masturbate and like like there's no none of the like easy pleasures so food and sex and like yeah hot shower like what like all that shit sleeping like no you don't get any of it so then you have to find your like pleasure and happiness somehow in something deeper which i guess would be that kind of like kingdom of heaven idea but yeah talk about that's crazy i I would i would crack for sure there's just no, I don't think there's any way I could just like do that for ten years. Hmm. I mean, it's gotta. F- I'd love to become the norm for you, though, right? I guess. I, I just think on, th- ba- on day fourteen, I'd be like, "Yo, yeah, I need a piece of fried chicken." Well, you gotta break through that. You gotta break <laughs> through day fourteen, I think, to be become enlightened <laughs> as these these monks. You can't just do a quick <laughs> twenty-one days. I was like just looking for a quick week 20, retreat. 21 day retreat. <laughs> and then I become the Christ. You think you could hang um like I know a couple of people that have done the 7 day retreat where it's 
silence though where you don't speak or anything i think you i think i could start with three yeah i love to try something like that yeah similar idea at least for a little bit because it's yeah and then it's like i mean i jesus is i think that's what he's saying though it's basically just like you have all this shit that's getting in the way of you just being like fully present in your life yeah, I gotta imagine those monks have a lot less noise going on in their head. Dude, they I don't wake up. They don't wake up and go like, "I gotta post my episode I, of Bible Buds today." Yeah, How I gotta am I gonna post share? And like, <laughs> shit, I said I have an appointment to like do this thing with this person, and I have all this work stuff I gotta do today. I'm also looking for a new job. Should probably do something with that. And they then didn't like, lose an hour. Did I, what of am their I day. doing? What am I doing for food today? Like, yeah. uh, I guess I should make something. Like, no, I don't want to make something. God, now I feel bad about that. Like. Has so, so many options. Like everything is, yeah. It can be. Is my phone going to make it through the day? Yeah. Is, is it my charged? Going to die? <laughs> is my alarm going to go off? God damn you, Apple! They need none of it. Yeah, none of it. I know it's much simpler. That's why it's like, yeah. It seems like something. It would be so hard to lock into something like that, but then the benefits of that have to be pretty fucking sweet. When you yeah, illuminate I mean, all that for sure. from your life I bet in some way. they are. And in this story, that dude, when Jesus says, sell all your shit and follow me, that dude just hangs his head and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. He just goes, oh, man, well, that's which is the equivalent of, yeah, someone coming to me right now in this moment and saying, hey, if you drop all this shit your whole life here in Portland and like, yeah, we're just t- we're, we're going to go to another part of the co- the state the country whatever like you're gonna but you're losing all of this and we're just gonna focus on this like sitting still being silent going in thing but like it'll be worth it it'll be worth it i'd be like i think you should do that and i'm gonna <laughs> stay here let me know how it goes for you yeah and i'd love to see the documentary yeah i'll watch it i'll watch <laughs> it for sure I can't wait. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm going to watch all the other documentaries because I love them. You know, like, I would be that guy of the story. Yeah. Where I'd be so stoked to be like, hey, like, I feel like I'm a pretty good person. I still don't feel like I'm, like, tapped into this Christ thing. What else do I got to do? And Jesus is like, oh, you want to, like, tap into the Christ? Sell all your shit. I'd be like, oh, man, that's too hard. It's just <laughs> so funny, though, because, yeah, you get wrapped up in the possessions. of Like, oh, how would I leave all of these things behind like what would i do with them it's like oh you can just walk away from it yeah but it's like you're gonna die right, one day and you're gonna leave it all behind like it's going to get left behind in one fashion or another but while i'm alive i want to i just want to enjoy it a little well bit. i really like this studio so i'd appreciate if you didn't <laughs> if you didn't just pack up and leave <laughs> cool or i mean i guess you're gonna leave this all here well, anyway jesus <laughs> thing is as daniel said he would really like for me to keep it so i did I mean, we're trying to do so the wrong. Lord, we're trying to do the Lord's work right here in this in this studio with this podcast. That's right. You can't be leaving. That is right. Um. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else on chapter nineteen. Basically, the you know the people that have the wisdom and leave the possessions behind and ter- inherit eternal life a hundred times over and over and over yep. again and again. Yeah, must be nice to just be tapped into that. I bet it's great. I don't think I'll ever get there in my life. But I think you can, we like, can try. achieve some version of that, maybe. Sure. Where, like, where you really some do figure out, like, what your, uh, 
what your why is for every day. Sure. I mean, and I think that there's this great notion of like, uh, look, your life is kind of going to a lot of times like life kind of happens to you. We think that we happen to life, but really your life is kind of just happening to you. And so part of your like waking up is just recognizing that like, yeah, you're not going to sell all your shit and move to India and be a monk because that's not part of your fucking deal. Right. Your deal is that's that your you're your software guy in Portland who likes to play music. <laughs> How can you do that and be tapped into God? This yeah. is your trip. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think part of selling your possessions is, is also, like, it's an ego death thing of, like, you got to give up what it means to you, though. Because if it means nothing to you, and truly, if your house were to burn down, you would just be like, I mean, that's obviously a bummer, but we'll, we'll be fine. Then, yeah, then that means you're not attached to your shit, and so, like, it's fine. So, yeah, it's more about the attachment and the ego than I think the actual owning. Th- and now I'm just justifying why no, I should but keep the studio. Uh, no, but. <laughs> I think you're right, though, especially, I don't know, when little things happen, your car gets broken into or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. If you can just have that attitude of, like, well, whatever, man. Another fucking day. Car gets broken into, you know. Yeah, that ha- that'll happen sometimes. Yeah. So chapter 20 goes into, the, we've referenced this once before, the the parable of the workers of the, oh, the yes. vineyard. This is where he starts talking about the last will be first and the first will be last a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting parable, and I feel like a lot of times it's, so the parable is essentially that there's this vineyard owner who I think in this situation is God. Um, and there's some people like at the vineyard that he's like, hey, I'll pay you to like work all day. Here's what I'll pay you. And then he meets people like later in the day somewhere else in the town and is like, I will also pay you a fair price to come work. And then he meets like a third set even later to come work at the vineyard. And then at the end of the story, the vineyard owner just pays all of them the exact same thing. And the early ones are like, well, I worked literally three times as much. <laughs> what the fuck? And the vineyard owner is li- in the Bible. It says he's just like, oh, what? I'm not allowed to be generous. Yeah, I'm not allowed to do whatever like, I want with my en- own money. Envious of my yeah. generosity. I'm sorry. Was this your goddamn money? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> do you want anything? Do you want anything for your work? Because I could give you nothing. Like this vineyard owner is real. Just like whatever i don't fucking care but it's an interesting parable uh i think there's like multiple layers to it that get really interesting so the first layer that i interpreted it as especially as like what i grew up with was that like you can come to god at any time in your life and like you still get to go to heaven essentially which is kind of bullshit when especially as a kid when you're just like so you're telling me like don't do all of these things because they're sinful but then you're saying that like if you accept Jesus into your heart, all your sins are forgiven. So then I can kind of just do what I want. And then even if I was like just doing whatever I wanted all the way through life, at the very end I could just be like, Hey Jesus, I'm gonna I'd like to go to heaven and I just get to go. You know? Like wouldn't the person who lived their whole life I don't know. And that's a very service level thing, right? That's like as a kid looking at it and purely not spiritual sense right strictly religious yeah. strictly like you got to follow these rules and then i'm like wait but the people who follow the rules at the very last fucking minute also get to like join the ride that's bullshit i've been standing in line this whole fucking time so that was like the first layer yeah you gotta have i don't know that evolved mentality to be like oh i'm glad that they're finally got in line 
Yeah, exactly. You know, instead of exactly. like worrying about when they got in. Yeah, just, just that like, they did. Yo, they fucking got it, man. Because the second layer is like this kind of historical context of uh, like, you know, Jewish people at the time. I mean, the whole Jewish culture, especially then, it's like, I mean, they're the chosen people, right? They're God's chosen tribe. And so Jesus is also talking about like, you know, the Gentiles that come to faith later who aren't born into it and Jews being like, well, you're not, you're not. And that's true of obviously not just, you know, Jewish folk in this story, but like everyone of all time. I don't know. Like, yeah, very much that feeling of like, well, I've been playing guitar since I was fucking five. So yeah. What now? Yeah. Or whatever. Um, And then I think there's that final layer, which is what you were just talking about, which goes even deeper, which is just like, because life just kind of happens to us, like people can only really, they're only capable of doing what they can with what they've been given by life. So you can't expect everyone to be as fucking evolved as you all the time, you know, because, or yeah, or for you to be as evolved as everyone else or whatever, because it's like, yo, we're all just... I mean, hopefully, yeah, we're trying our best, but I think everyone is, like, the hero of their own story. Everyone is doing what they think is best. Even people who do really bad shit are, you know, obviously some things excluded. But some people who, yeah, commit horrible atrocities are like, this is for the good of of something that I believe in. Yeah, they have some conviction about something. I have some conviction about bringing it. And it's also, yeah, as simple as the, like... Same destination, different route to get there. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, it, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, yeah, just be happy that like someone woke up to something eventually. And like you were saying, acknowledge that like everybody has to go through a different path. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, maybe you did for some fucking reason lock into it at twelve, and you're right. You've been walking this thing since twelve, but someone might not get it until they're eighty. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like that person who like I don't know. Let's say you don't know a word. Like someone says a word and you're like, "Oh, what's uh like you're like rutabaga. What's rutabaga?" And they're like, "You don't know what a fucking rutabaga is?" And like they kind of belittle you for it. And you're like, "Okay, fuckhead. Well, at one point you didn't know what a rutabaga was." Right. So, w- yeah. I'm not asking you what is bread. <laughs> I'm not a fucking disciple of Jesus. Like I'm not a complete idiot. But, yeah, I didn't know what that was. And it's it's just interesting, like, you encounter that. Uh, and that's obviously, like, you know, a very base-level example. But it's that attitude, sort of, of just, like, forgetting, like, hey, at one point, like, you also weren't exactly the most evolved whatever. Like, very, right. p- very few people just, like, come to spiritual awakening without some kind of, like, fuckery and fucking up. And, I mean, that's all part of it, right? Like, we got to be here and, like, kind of be getting a little sloppy sometimes and yeah and just hope or assume that that people are trying their best in whatever way they think that is to to do the thing you know sure but yeah i think that is a big part of it it's it's hard to get out of your own way on that sometimes about and and kind of having to force yourself to realize oh like this person isn't to this thing yet or yeah evolved in this way and yeah and instead of just writing them off as a person just accept it like but they're they're still a person on a path and like yeah 
and I'm not evolved in ways maybe they are. Right. You know, or so and at the very least, you're not evolved in some ways that someone else is for sure. So yeah, we're all a little bit fucked up out here. Yeah, buddy. That's part of that's part of the trip. Yeah, Bible it's buds. To, it's to see that in yourself, <laughs> but don't see too much of it. Don't see too well, much. Well, yeah, I mean that's once. that's also the thing that can get a little heavy. You don't want to lose your shit in that. That's um, why Daryl didn't leave leave the bed the other day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just it's okay. Kidding no one around. knows who Daryl is yet. <laughs> We're all Daryl. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus again predicts his own death. After that, uh, that little trip with the uh, yeah, I like that the heading says Jesus again predicts his death because I was like, did he do it a first time? I missed it. Uh, he does. He does. I don't remember what chapter. Which but episode was it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was another. Deep. It was we're another one. episodes deep on this shit. I now. fucking guarantee it was another one where he tells Peter that he's of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> Peter got thrown under the bus for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, he just. I don't know. It's like he knows he's going to have to face some scrutiny mm-hmm. before he is uh, put up on that cross. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's just some metaphor that you're always going to have to face some scrutiny for what you believe is the truth. And there's always going to be like misplaced judgment in some way for uh, things. Yeah. There, yeah. For whatever you think is right even if 99 percent think it's the right thing there's yeah. going to be somebody that's going to be like i think you're full of shit always i think this is nonsense always yeah it could be the truest most beautiful thing in the world and someone's going to be like nope that's the gnarly thing Poor though shit. is like i don't know even within relationships maybe romantic ones you you often maybe like consult your friends about things sure but like you're the only person that knows if that thing is right or wrong. And right. maybe somebody can say something that shifts your perspective. To help you see what's already there better, like what you already knew. Yeah. But they but can't tell you anything you don't already know. Right. Yeah. Mm. Listen but. to that, Bible buds. <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> That's some good advice. That's some good advice. Um, the Verse 12 of this chapter, we're still on, tw- oh no, we're not even there yet, sorry. Yeah, we're on 20 still. So on 20. I don't have anything else for 20. Um, The only thing else I have on 20 is, uh, I don't know exactly what verse it is, but it says, uh, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Um, son of man didn't come to be served, but to serve. Right. And, uh, yeah, you just got to service your way to the front. Yep. You know? Hand jobs. It's how you do it if you want to do it slowly (laughs) if you want to get to the front of the line a little quicker i would maybe suggest something a little more uh effective maybe something you can't do on your own i could give myself a hand job (laughs) daryl well people like it when others do it i've been servicing myself for years (laughs) and i haven't i haven't found my way to the front yet so i don't think that's the way you do it you haven't done any christ encounters <laughs> laying in bed, just just you and a and a p- couple Pornhub browsers. <laughs> Pornhub's mainstream. I try to avoid that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're working off the memory bank, are you? Oh no, X videos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got anyway. it. Um, but yeah, I don't have much else for 20 except for like, I don't know. That's sure. a, that's a, I think doing service is always something that like, we were talking about productivity earlier in like sure. at the beginning of like things that make me feel good about my day. Like it makes me feel great when I do something for someone else. Sure. And I think we touched upon that like even yeah. first episode a little bit. Yeah. Service is obviously, uh, I mean, Jesus talks about it a lot. Lots of people talk about it all the time for all of time. Like serving others is important. It make it gives your life purpose. I have this thing, uh, where I try to, I have three things that I try to do every day, and I fail constantly, but I'm pretty good about it. And for me, this is like, this is has become my new standard of productivity, so that it's not about like, well, did I fucking write something cool on the guitar today? No. Did I read my book today? No. Like failure. Like whatever. <laughs> so my thing is, my thing is, do one thing today that's like good for me that I don't want to do. Okay. Um do one thing today um like that is good for me that i will enjoy and just enjoy doing it and then uh, help some other person in some way or be of service to somebody so even if that's just me like uh noticing that one of my roommates is like seems a little under the weather I'm like, hey, what, like, are you sick? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I'm like about to go to the store. <laughs> Do you want something? Like, doesn't it doesn't have yeah. to be some crazy like? Uh, all right, let me give you a massage. I'm gonna <laughs> grab the heat pad. Right. We're gonna call Daryl in here. Like, he's gonna massage your feet. Like, no, it can just be like, oh, I'll just get you like, you want like a coconut water or some shit? <laughs> you know? For sure. Maybe it would have been a good service Su- of me to uh, super small. tell you about all that smoke that was going on in your kitchen earlier. Yeah. That probably would have been of good service. Yeah, but, y- you know, that was tricky. You <laughs> thought I maybe was up to something. You don't want to offend the cook. I can get a little wild in the kitchen sometimes. <laughs> You're like, I mean, he's just going to, f- these uh, boy's going to flambe, he's going to flambe. <laughs> I think those are those, those are solid things, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And just, I don't know, I always have to, like, switch. It. I, have to, I just have to flip the mindset sometimes with doing those things. Sure. I got a pretty long day today, and I know I have a bunch of shit I need to wrap up tonight before I take off in the morning. Um, so I was just like, it's like, yeah, I, I'm i coming to do this after work. And it's just like, I don't have to do this. Like, I get to do this thing. And right. It's, it's like, oh, this is fucking, I don't know. It just helps sometimes. Sure. With those things. Sure. To, like, maintain... The uh, the stokeness, or just the uh, just realizing the privilege of it to some degree too. To be able to get to do anything. So like, at yo, all. like I get to come do this instead of like go to a second job after my first job. Or, right. You know, a lot of people right. aren't fucking around doing Bible buds. No. Podcasts. Yeah. They or don't have to time like for that. go home and like not have any friends. <laughs> that's not funny i don't know why i laughed but <laughs> yeah absolutely you know like obviously that's extreme and i hope that's not the reality <laughs> for anybody no, you're but absolutely right though yeah just yeah it's just that being a little more steeped in gratitude i think and i think there's that even the most mystical level of like yeah like kurt vonnegut talks about this a lot about just like it's just a trip to be alive at all 
So you should just be stoked that you, like, whatever the fuck your situation is, like, the fact that you even have a situation is a fucking miracle. So Yeah. Psychedelics are so good at showing you that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, the extreme, like, importance of it all and also the utter ridiculousness <laughs> and unimportance of any of it. All contained in one. Yeah. My favorite memory of, like, one of my first heavy mushroom trips in the forest was that I didn't grow up doing a lot of camping. Sure. So as soon as, like, it was really fucking setting off and peaking, I'm just, like, looking at my friends in the middle of the forest. I'm just like, we could just be out here. Like, we're allowed to just, we could just stay out here. And they're just <laughs> like, yeah, you can live out here if you want. I'm just like, people just live out here? <laughs> you can just like, yeah. There are crazy, yeah, there are people who live in a van it's down by like, the river. Have you guys seen these rocks? <laughs> There's dirt all over the ground. Right. This is amazing. We're allowed to just walk all over it. We can just walk all over it? You can get in the water. <laughs> if you want to get in the water, you can get in the water. No sign-up sheet. <laughs> nothing. No fee. Yeah, it's pretty. So in, it's pretty incredible. Um, twenty one. Yeah, Is that chapter twenty one. Where we cruise into chapter twenty one. So chapter twenty one starts off with a kind of like famous story. Uh, oh, the banging entry. Uh, no, not even that. I passed that. I, okay. Yeah, the Jesus at the temple. Oh, yes. I don't know what this triumphant em- entry thing is trying to say at all. I didn't get it. I, when I really don't get it. Sometimes if it piques my interest, like I'll do a little bit of research online, see if I can find anything. When I read that, I was just like, I'm so far lost with this. Like I'm just we're cruising right on past it. Yeah, basically they cruise into Jerusalem. All these people were chanting Jesus's name as they cruise in, and the people of Jerusalem are just like, "Yo, who the fuck is this? Yeah. And what is this ruckus about?" And then Jesus tells disciples to like go get a donkey or something to yeah, fulfill a prophecy. Yeah, he tells them to go get a donkey tied to a calf. You can't fulfill a prophecy if you already know about it and you're fulfill like if I wrote in my journal today which I don't know why I said that cuz I don't have a journal but if I if I wrote on a sticky note today like hey tomorrow I'm going to water my plants <laughs> and then and then tomorrow I'm watering my plants I don't get to be like look at me fulfilling this prophecy <laughs> It's like no, you're just doing what was said. Yeah, you, yeah, because it was agreed. You're doing that you were what you said do it. you were gonna do. <laughs> I feel like that's what you're this being is. good on your word. That's what I feel like this is. Is it's like, wait a second, like Jesus is God, and God said through man that this would happen, and now you're here doing it. You're like, I'm fulfilling the prophecy. It's like no, man, you're just crossing that shit off a sticky note, a heavenly sticky note. Oh, that's so I'm good. I'm just dude. not impressed by that. I don't know. Because it's like anybody could read the book, the Old Testament, and be like, all right, well, it says that, you know, Jesus is going to, like, walk from Jerusalem to Galilee, so I'm just going to do that. And then be like, (laughs) prophecy fulfilled. I don't know. The whole thing to me is silly. I'm going to start doing that now. (laughs) Dude, that's a great way to be productive. I'm going to be like. Every time you get something done for yourself, just tell yourself you're fulfilling a small prophecy. (laughs) Telling all your coworkers, I'm a fucking prophet, man. <laughs> I'm a prophet. I prophesize every night, and then the next day, all the prophecies come true. All I do is do the things I knew I was going to do, and it's killing. But I did them because I knew I was going to do them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jesus at the temple. Yeah, so Jesus at the temple. This is like an interesting. This is one that I remember like learning a lot as a kid growing up. 
And the base level of this story, right, is that Jesus walks into the temple and there's like a huge market there. People buying and selling stuff. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that in the temple. It's a holy place. So Jesus gets pretty pissed. And he flips over. I mean, the Bible doesn't say that he gets pissed. It doesn't say anything about his emotions. <laughs> he just, it just says what he did. That's what he is, does in that video. <laughs> he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches. And then he says, like, it is written, my house will be called the house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Um, That's, like, pretty kind of the whole thing. Um, I mean, yeah, then it goes somewhere else, but like, that's the whole thing with, as, in terms of the market, but they would teach like entire lessons on just the fact that like, well, you know, when Jesus went into the market, he was unhappy with how people were like treating the temple. And he was such a holy man that like, he got angry about it, but he was angry for God, you know? <laughs> so it's okay if you're angry for God, like, and I don't know that's like what they're teaching kids, which is, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing to teach kids um but they can flip over kind of tables this, for god yeah and it's kind of this weird contradiction where like they're also teaching you as a kid that like jesus is this like the only perfect person who's ever lived and whatever lived this perfect life and you're like yeah but he fucked those dudes tables though <laughs> 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 i know they what they were doing wasn't cool but he just like walked in there like it was like fuck you guys flipped over your tables it's pretty rude i mean we can all admit that it's pretty rude um but i think it yeah i don't know I just think it's uh, interesting looking back on that story now and the way that it was taught to me as a kid, which was basically, um, yeah, I guess pointing out that, like, it's, it's um, you know, we're not supposed to be angry with people, but you can be angry with something that's against God. It was essentially the teaching. I'm just like, that's a crazy thing to plant into a seven-year-old's head. Yeah. That's where that extremism yeah. shit can come from. Yeah. Because that's not, I don't think that's what's happening really in the story. In the story, Jesus is just like, hey, we're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be selling this stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyways. What are you doing with all these tables? I'm going to flip them over I'm now. Gonna, I would like to overturn one. When I flip these tables over, you will no longer sell anything. Yeah. Um, do you have anything about the fig tree that withers? I just have one more quote, or one more comment on the, the rest of the story when... Someone says, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus says, yes. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You've ordained praise. Oh, yes. yes. And he left them and went out of the city uh, to Bethany where he spent the night. I don't know. There's just like this whole thing about like Jesus with the children being like, yes, let the children come. And uh, I was like, man, it's kind of weird that. Well, it's not weird. It just is like grown men. You can't do anything with children if that's not your child. Like. Thanks a lot, Michael Jackson, and I guess Jesus. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, have you ever noticed that? Even if you're just, maybe I'm just, like, a weird-looking dude. But I feel like, you know, if you're, like, standing in line at the grocery store, and maybe there's just, like, a little, like, two-year-old that's kind of just, like, staring at you, and you, like, give them, like, a friendly little wave. Like. Everyone's going to think you're a pedophile? Your girlfriend does that, and people are just like, yeah, it's like a person, an adult person interacting with a cute child. But, like, a, a dude alone does that and people are kind of like is he they're not yeah. gonna like they're not gonna stone you on the spot but some people are gonna be like should i let my child wave at that man too much weird shit happens too now. much weird shit happens and it's like you were saying last week about you know you don't hate men because you're you're one of them but you hate I men because hate you're one of them because yeah. i am one yeah that's true i i yeah it's not like i ever fight someone on it i'm like hey 
I'm not a pedophile. I'm just like, <laughs> you say that out loud. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not a pedophile. I just wanted to say hello to your child. Yeah, I'm just like, I get it. I get it. And I was like, maybe I should just stop waving at children so much. This is something I yeah. do all the time. Um, no. I don't know. But Jesus tells him, he's like, fuck off. Because you know that the, the youth know the truth. The youth know the truth. Wow. You know? Did you just come up with that right now? Um, I, I didn't have it noted exactly like that. So I guess that's kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like it's a very original idea, but... I think you're the first one to ever say it. Let's go. Let's go, Bible Buds. Cool. <laughs> I'm stoked on that for you. Thank you. I don't think I have anything... Zinger. I don't think I have anything on uh, a lot of 21. Well, I, mean, I have... Lo- so much of this is... Uh, okay, I have a little bit on 21. I, I just want to say, like, this is... So much of this part of the story is when things start to, like really escalate and i just feel like jesus is starting to like lose it a little bit <laughs> well, let's get into that like you were yeah just kind of when we get into like 22 and 23 when you were saying that it's like his his psychedelic trip turns yeah it goes back not so it, good it, it turns turns sour on it starts yelling about coming yeah i'm not talking about coming i'm talking about cumin yeah um but the fig tree withers like before uh getting into like 22 yeah that story of just uh this is kind of like this story of like putting belief out there like putting something out into the universe and believing in it and then just kind of setting it free and kind of uh seeing how things shake out sure yeah and he's got that crazy line about like yeah you could you could plant a good fig tree and if you can do that you can move a mountain yeah and then and then he just says uh and just throw yourself into the sea and it'll be it'll be done like after after you put your belief into it just throw yourself into the water it doesn't matter it's happening. just kind of put it out there let it be and then let it find itself and then you know ride the wave and sometimes the wave is going to be these huge huge ups and like rad tunnels that seem like they're never going to end and then sometimes that wave is just going to fucking bury you and put you underwater so i think you just got to go with that shit after you've uh, put your belief into something or hitched your wagon to something. Just let it shake out. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, I also have a, uh, I don't know if you have any what the fuck King James moments from this, from any of this, but I have one. I don't okay. know. We could do two. We can do as many as we want. I don't have one till chapter 23, but please well, drop one on me. 21, let's see, verse 43, which is, uh, Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, yeah. but he on whom it falls will be crushed. Yeah, he's calling out the Pharisees hard right now. <laughs> And I actually did look that one up in the King James Version because I would, as I was reading it, I was like, damn, that's metal. Yeah. And the King James Version says, uh, the stone, like, those who fall on the stone will be broken. And for those of whom the stone falls on, they will be, like, turned to powder. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Oh my gosh. Dude, yeah, that's super metal. <laughs> what the fuck, King 
So I did. I ended up not picking that one, but I'm with you 100. percent I love. I love that. Like the King James version is just like the metal version. It's so metal. <laughs> yeah, it is. So much stuff happens where you're just like, dude, doused, doused, doused. Uh, that, um, that, yeah, that's all I had. Well, I the... have. I do have something on uh, the parable of the two sons, uh, which eventually, uh, essentially, this eventually, essentially. This story, and it's funny, this is so much reminds me of my mom talking about my two older brothers. Essentially, the story is just like, again, there's like a father, he owns a vineyard. I guess God loves wine, because God in his own parables is constantly like the owner of a vineyard, which is, I don't know, I love that. Um, Yeah, God, the vineyard owner, has two sons, and he asks one son, son to work at the vineyard, and the son is like, I no, I won't, I don't want to. But then ends up doing it anyways. And then one of the sons is like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, Dad. No problem. And then just <laughs> never does it. Yeah. And Jesus is like, which one do you think the, the father is pleased with? And this reminds me of, like, my mom used to tell the story about how one of my brothers, like, she would be like, hey, will you, will you, it's literally exactly this. It's like, hey, will you take out the trash? And he'd be like, oh, Mom, I won't take, oh. No, I don't want it. And she'd be like, "You, I need you to take out the trash. And finally, after like throwing a sink, like you would always do it. Right. You'd always get it done. And then another one of my brothers would just do exactly, they'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. I'll take out the trash. <laughs> and then just never do it. And then just <laughs> never do it. And so then it would be like a day later, and my mom would be like, that little shit didn't fucking do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crafty. In one um, ear, out the other. Yeah, that kind of thing. But uh, my note on that story was kind of how, like, yeah, how it's just important to be, like, super, super real, uh, real to yourself, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of times uh, religious people, uh, or people that are too wrapped up in their own identity and bullshit and whatever, are the, they are the son in this story that's just like, oh yeah, for sure, like, I'll help, I'll help out with saving the planet. And I'm like, this is this example for sure is like me 100%. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally believe in helping out save the planet. And then like <laughs> fast forward to later that afternoon and I'm driving to a different neighborhood in Portland. Like I can walk to anything that I need. And I'm driving to a completely different neighborhood six miles away so I can get a specific cheeseburger. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like clearly I'm not really trying that fucking hard yeah there's all these little things that are in my control that i could be doing something and i'm just kind of like yeah but then as soon as it comes up like lip service all day just like oh yeah for sure <laughs> dude recycle and everything yeah you put the glass where yo uh-uh, the glass is separate how do you not know this <laughs> while i'm at home using an entire roll of paper towels for one day <laughs> yeah. for not even a cleaning project <laughs> right just, just a rough allergy day <laughs> Didn't feel like opening up your Kleenex. You're just using entire sheets of paper towel to blow your nose. I've never done that. Definitely never done that. Uh, yeah. I think that's all I have on 21. Uh, I think I think it's the end of 21. where it, This is where it starts getting, like, real, real. He's getting pissed. Because he's now, now Jesus is really, yeah, 21, 22, 23, like, Jesus is really starting to throw it at the Pharisees. He's like, he's questioning power structures. 
He's had enough. He's had enough. Um, they question his authority, and he is basically, yeah. just He's throwing. letting it fly, too, because he knows that this is, like, the end for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's calling him out. The Pharisees are, yeah, it says right after that whole thing about the being crushed to powder that the, the chief priests and Pharisees knew that he was totally calling them out, talking about them. And, like, they wanted to do something about it, but they were like, we got to be crafty because people think, so many think followers he's a prophet. Now. So we can obviously can't just, like, in public, like, do this thing. So, spoiler alert, they figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Pharisees win. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. But, yeah, 22-23, it starts getting good. It starts getting good. This is where Jesus is peaking on his trip, on yeah. his mushroom trip. This, this is, is where he's, he's really, yeah. and he's oscillating it's in very and emotional. out, oscillating in and out of like really feeling tapped in to the whole Christ thing, and then being like, "Man, this is wild." These are strong mushrooms. <laughs> 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 he keeps saying that too. <laughs> That's why he's always like repeating himself. He's yeah, just trying to hammer it home. He's going heavy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you got? What do you got for me for twenty two? I got a note on verse 30 and a note on verse 39, and that's it. What do you got? What do you got? Okay. Uh, the note on verse so verse 30 says, oh, he's talking about, like, the resurrection. Um, because the parable of the wed- wedding bank- banquet, I don't know, somewhat important okay. that well, he, this like, one is- does call everybody to this I didn't get that parable at all well I mean essentially I feel like he's saying that like everybody you know is invited to the kingdom you know not everyone's gonna be dressed for it not everybody's gonna be ready and you can't be showing up if you're like you can't pretend I think people will be able to tell you can't fake it you're in this situation, right you know, because, uh, yeah, yeah, and they call the guy out for being in, not in wedding attire, clearly not in the wedding attire. And they sure. says, tie him up, take him out of here. Sure. And, you yeah. know, just says that, like, everybody's invited, but not everybody's chosen. Sure. And. Yeah. For many are invited, but few are chosen. It was funny. I kind of got wrapped up listening because i was at work earlier and i was trying to like listen to some of this yeah i ended up just talk can you just talk a little bit about exactly what this is (laughs) what i've been listening listening to to? (laughs) so if you if you search like any chapter of like a gospel i'm assuming uh i just started doing this with with matthew but if you search like matthew chapter 22 then there will be some sort of uh, just like what do you re- think it is? It's a like a PBS, like a PBS style, yeah, 90s fully acted out, yeah, versions White of Jesus. each chapter, yeah, and just I don't know. I feel like it's what you think it would be if somebody put on, yeah, like, and it's just reading the Bible, right? So it's there's no there's narration no here and there, stuff in, yeah, but the narration is the Bible narration, but it is yeah, there is no extra stuff. It goes so slow sometimes. It's just the Bible. It's four hours plus so to get through slow. just Matthew. It's like nine minutes on chapter 23 alone. Yeah, because it's basically this long-ass monologue that Jesus is giving, and Jesus is giving it at the pace of, like, 
and you <laughs> with your spices yeah. and your dirty dishes. Yeah. It's just like, yo, it's so dramatic. inside of the cup yeah. before the outside. Yeah, it gets so <laughs> intense. Yeah, he gets really gnarly with it. Um, it's very entertaining. Um, I don't know what it does for my comprehension of the situation because it's almost distracting in some sure. ways. Also, it was funny because in the beginning of of that uh, gospel, when I was listening or watching some of it, it seemed like John was doing the narration because John was with him so long. But now John has been beheaded and the narration <laughs> continues. And I'm just like, it's John is, John is still there, he's you know, there. like he's, he's still kicking. He's at least narrating. I mean, he's he's alive in some fashion, I guess. But sure. Down that rabbit hole, I kind of I saw there's if you just search again, if you just search like a particular verse of the Bible on YouTube, you're going to find all these people giving their sermons yeah. on these particular on, things. On a particular so, verse. so for a, for about 15, 20 minutes, I listened to one of these uh from ontario oregon <laughs> just like the wow. whitest the whitest yeah, place in the world know, it just came up i actually i work with an account in ontario ontario oregon is like basically idaho i mean it's closer to boise than any other like city in oregon yeah so yeah and it was just funny like listening to this dude's interpretation of this and speaking to his his people, his congregation on this, and he's just like, you know, everyone here, they they wonder why people wouldn't accept the invitation. But, you know, some people just feel like they don't need it or they can't see it. And it's, I don't know, it's just like a lot of mm. assumptions about it. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's so funny how that, that shit just kind of comes across. Ends weird. up getting delivered, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe they just haven't gotten to the point where they – they don't know what they need. They don't right. know what none of us really that do. That thing is yeah. yeah. It's just just because you showed up to this thing for people to listen to you talk yeah, doesn't mean like that those how, people are in tune how with that either. Arrogant to think that like you are the invitation. Like if you really do believe in some kind of like amazing higher power god something, you know, like the invitation, the call to to start your own journey and path like you think that's going to come from you like yeah no and jesus even says like it's definitely not it's only can only come from within a person and we kind of just like talked about this a little bit earlier can't remember what we were talking about but for sure yeah it's just going to come from within you you're not gonna yeah you don't give that to someone else yeah, and then they get into the thing also in this chapter about all the wives. Okay, That's the so marriage at the is, resurrection, right? This is where I had some notes. So the marriage at the resurrection uh, was basically like Moses said um, that like if a man, if two people are married, the man dies without having children, then like the brother takes that wife. And then if that brother dies, then like the third brother, so on and so forth. But all um, the brothers die. Yeah, but then they ask, but like at the resurrection, like so at this point there were multiple people married to this woman. They were all brothers, and none of them ever had children. None of them ever had children. So now their question is like, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven men that were married to her? Since all of them, like they were all married to her, so who's? 
And Jesus is basically just like, um, he says, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Um, and to me, I just like had this moment. It was very mystical where I was just like, I feel like, I feel like my uh, kind of weird understanding of this is just that, um, like, have you ever heard of this concept of like, we're all God in drag? Um, you ever heard elaborate. Okay. So, at least my my interpretation of that is sort of like, like God is this, like if God is this like greater kind of like, um, more expansive consciousness, and we're all just like a piece of that consciousness, kind of experiencing itself from a new lens for a little bit to try to learn some new thing, you know. Um, then we're all God in track. It's it's tied to this idea that like we're all one, we're all the same. We're thing. all Jesus. We're all everything. We've all been every life. And so, like, yeah, Jesus is basically just like, well, it doesn't matter because, like, <laughs> you're all just going to be – like, you're you're not understanding the resurrection. You're right. thinking the resurrection is that your bodies are going to come back. Yeah. And it's like, no, the resurrection is that you pop back into being God, like, to merging back into the oneness. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I had that uh, realization of, like, that uh we're all jesus thing as far as like tapping into if we are really all one thing then we are jesus or god i had that happen um when you tyler and i were on that road trip to reno and i freaked out driving Someone took a couple too many rips off the old weed pen yeah there's a lot of rips off the old weed pen that weekend that was also like when I, i was having like some struggles with like having these gnarly anxiety attacks right around that yeah, the time. Anxiety was real. It was just like a couple, um, maybe a month or two after having like a terrible experience with that. But uh, I remember asking Tyler to drive, and then I sat in the back seat, and all I had was uh, I was reading The Power of Now at that point. Oh, it's a great book. Great book, and was extremely helpful to that me is, during that time. That but is on the Bible Woods reading list, folks. By the that's way, pretty much that 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 became like my Bible after for a that. little while. I mean, I think it still is I like mean, a very important dude, book tap- to me. It's super. It's someone who's super <laughs> tapped into that notion that like I keep coming back to of just like yeah, the kingdom of heaven is like in the now. Right. Your connection to God is is by being connected to the present moment. That's an entire book on just that. But I just remember being blasted in the back seat. Yeah. Off that weed pen and yeah, getting to a part in the power of now. I can't believe you were able to read. I needed it. <laughs> like that's what i'm saying it's like i needed word like <laughs> word so i read and i got to a part in the power of now where he basically like reveals that in some way of like well if we're all like we're all one everything is the same thing or whatever and i'm just like we're fucking all jesus yeah, and i'm just like in the back seat tripping on that that also means that we're all hitler well it goes back to the idea of like we're all capable yeah, the shadow work. of the fucking things. That's the like deepest form of the shot and the importance I think of doing the shadow work. Yeah, is recognizing that like it's all within you and it's taken to that extreme level of like no, it really is all within you because you've done it all. Right. It's not just like a possibility for you like 
You did murder that person. <laughs> you curb stomped that person. You did it. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why I just went there. To curb stomping? <laughs> yeah, that's so gnarly. I think I'm just, I'm all amped up on this King James stuff, and I'm just like, what's the most metal yeah, thing I could say? American History X style. Oh, man. Yeah! <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Do not act it out, Daniel. How are we doing on time? <laughs> we're doing, we're about, we're about 90 minutes in. Okay. So. Did you want to wrap up on something, or do you want, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, we're obviously not going to finish the story today. Uh, but that's because I right. feel like twenty three is pretty length. Twenty uh, three is a lot. It's quite. I have a lot dense. to say on twenty three. So do you want to get into twenty three? Do you want to save twenty three for our final wrap up on Matthew? Yeah, I think we should. Let's go ahead and save it because then we'll have enough. Yeah. This again, yeah. Let's save it again. Jesus is the point of the story. I think a good clean break is something to keep in mind. It's like we're just Jesus is starting to peak on his mushrooms. Yeah, it's happening. <clears throat> it's deep, and he's about to. Yeah, he's about to go off. So. That was a good, that was, that was a good chat. I feel better about my day. Me too. So that was great. I'm a little bit bummed that this didn't happen on the Lord's Day, because it might have. You didn't have to tell everybody. Uh, well, I f- you know just it's part of the script, the illusion. Listen, but we're I'm we're trying transparent. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to embody some of these teachings. Hey, we're going to release it on the Lord's Day. Be authentic. We're going to release it on. We're the Lord's Day. We're still releasing it for the fine folks on the Lord's Day. Um, Indeed. Thanks for people that are checking this thing out. This shit's fun for us. So yeah, <laughs> either way, yeah. There's an Instagram. It's Bible Buds at Bible Buds. That's it for sure. You can send us DMs or follow us there, and I think we're gonna maybe explore having some guests on here after we get through Matthew and figure out what that looks like. Maybe so that'll be fun. Let's just shake it up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some guests, and I think I guess I would just leave you with this thought. Uh. Stay maybe stay away from stones because according to Jesus they might grind you to powder. I don't want that for anybody out there. Do you think that was a metaphor for cocaine? Maybe. Dude, you think Jesus partied like that? No, I think maybe he was talking about like if you fuck with the rock, it'll crush you. It'll grind you up into powder. Maybe. I mean, Jesus was yeah. He fulfilled prophecies and he was a good prophesizer. So, or a prophet, I guess would be (laughs) (laughs) appropriate. Cool. Well, I prophesize that we will have another episode of this soon, and we will actually finish the book of Matthew. Smoke, pray, love. Bless up.